But we live in a time right now where everything that Jesus came to start, he started a revolution. Amen. The one lone Galilean Amen. that gathered 12 uneducated nobodies on the shores of Galilee 2,000 years ago started a revolution. And we're it. That's right. We're living proof. Epistles read of all men testifying of the fact that the blood of Jesus Christ works. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ is not a failure. He didn't redeem us so that we can have ourselves a pity party and sit and lick our wounds. I admire this young man because he got up. I admire some of you who have been attacked in your bodies. There's been a death of a loved one. There's been a sickness. There's been a financial disaster in your life. And you've got a choice to make. Am I going to give the devil glory? Or am I going to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ who put me on this earth to continue the revolution? Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of St. John. Thank you, sir. St. John chapter 8. I want to look at a child of Abraham. A lady of faith. You say, what? I know what John chapter 8 is. That's, that's that scarlet woman taken in the very act of adultery. <laughs> Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees, remember them, brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. Now how many would agree with me here tonight that adultery is sin? Yes, amen. Amen. How many would further agree with me tonight that Christians should not commit adultery? Amen. Christians of all people should hold to the, the higher standards of the Holy Spirit yes, and walk in purity, holiness, righteousness, and the fear of the Lord. Can somebody say yes? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That we should not be as the world is. That's right. Is that right? That's right. But this daughter of faith did commit adultery. Now watch this. They said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now this would be typical of how would you like it if you had a little a problem in your life, you sin. And a group of zealots and fanatics would drive a bus up here and throw you at this altar, expose your sin, and demand that you be stoned according to the law of Moses. These scribes and Pharisees, I mean, they, they were proud that they were the keepers and the defenders of the Word of God. They wore the Word of God all over. They, they wore the Word in their garments. They wore the Word on their forehead. Amen. They had the Word. I don't believe they had it in their hearts, but they had the Word. They knew the doctrine. They knew the theology. We are talking about having a Pentecostal move of the Holy Spirit in Topeka, Kansas. It's not enough to know the theology. It's
it's not enough to know the doctrine. Amen. It's not enough for you to square your shoulders back and say, I don't sin. I didn't commit that sin. Amen. That's not enough. Because not only did they have the Word of God here, and the Word of God here, and the Word of God in their talit, but they had stones in their hands. And my message tonight is you cannot represent Christ Amen. with stones in your hands. Amen. My message tonight in the midst of us as defenders and keepers of the Word of Almighty God, there is a spirit which is proper from the Holy seat of heaven yes, amen. that's imparted to believe there is a proper way to defend the faith yes, amen. there is a proper way to stand for righteousness Chris and I and my wife we went to Lecompton this afternoon and we visited the pre-civil war battle there amen. looked at some of the history and on the way through town we saw a group of people holding up signs on the street corner that said, God hated me. <laughs> we saw a group of people holding up signs saying that Topeka, Kansas is filled with illegitimate children. I want to tell you, I'm not looking at illegitimate children here tonight. I'm looking at children of the King here tonight. You are Legitimate. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what sin you've committed. Amen. You've got the blood of Jesus Christ covering you. Amen. But before we're going to see a return to Pentecost, and we love to be there, you love your church, you love your community, I understand that. But you've got to get the big picture. Amen. And you've got to see the church in L.A. and Chicago and New York and Traverse City. Amen. And you've got to understand you cannot have stones in your hands. You can have the Word on your lips. You can have the Word in your heart. You can have the Word to give to that hurting individual. But don't you dare pick up a stone because you will not see the power of God. If we're going to continue on in the judgmentalism of the past, Amen. You will not have a Pentecostal revival. That's right. If we cannot put our arms around those who are bleeding, that's right. If we're too busy, if all we can do to the young people of this city is criticize their music, criticize their Bible versions, criticize the things that moves them toward Jesus. Amen. If that's all we can find to do and insist that we have it move just like it did in 1913. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't 1913. Now, God never changes. Truth never changes. And the standard has not changed. But the vehicles of presentation has. Do you realize that we have, Paul said, I become all things to all people. Yes. Yes. Please, we're, we're all adults. We're not children. That doesn't mean I sin. I don't drink with a drunkard to win him to Christ. Amen. But I sure put my arm around one. That's right. Yeah. I don't have to tell his story all over town in my telephone ministry. That's right. <laughs> Let's look at what these guys did. Moses in the law commanded us that such a woman as this should be stoned, but what do you say, Jesus? Amen. Here they are, arguing with the one who wrote the word. They're defending the word, and they're arguing, they're trying to trap and trick the very one that wrote the commandments. And God intends that these commandments be written on our hearts. Amen. Not as some stone tablet, some rigid religiosity that we have to 
get on our list every morning and make sure we've done everything just right. This is supposed to be a heart revolution. A heart kingdom. And the kingdom of God, you know, I've talked to many people this weekend who tell me they believe in positive confession. Anybody in here believe in positive confession? See, I, I wonder what people tell me that sometimes because the Bible says that my heart is to be like the pen of a ready writer and my mouth is to flow from my heart as the pen of a ready writer. And I hear what you say to those people that have problems. I hear what you say to people who are down and sometimes instead of this, Brother Don, man, I understand. I'll be praying for you. If anything I can do, just let me know. What do we do? Now, brother, you know the Lord said, and St. John said, St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke. The Lord said, 1st, 2nd Corinthians. Amen. Now, is it wrong to stand on the word of the court? Is it wrong to share the word with someone? But you know what I'm talking about. Yes, amen. That condescending, I don't have any problems, attitude. Hey, preacher, good. And you're not going to win. You're not going to have a revival. I'm just telling you. Amen. Until you can learn the love of God in your hearts. And until you can learn that this word, Jesus, even though He was the author of the word, didn't want to stone anybody. Amen. But what did Jesus do? They said this to him to tempt him that they might accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger he wrote on the ground as though he didn't even hear them. Now see, when you've got these religious-minded people all around you, and they're screaming to the top of their lungs, it takes a man or woman of faith and integrity to not even hear that. Amen. That's right. And to go to your Bible and ask the Lord how He would help you to deal with your name. Lord, teach me how to love my neighbor. That's, That's right. right. That's it. Because I believe this. And the, and the Bible backs this up. I'm not going through 300 scriptures here, but the kingdom of God is about forgiveness. That's right. That's right. And every right. one of us in this building tonight need forgiveness and have needed forgiveness. And if we've received that from the Lord, then how dare I withhold my forgiveness from one of you? Amen. How do I get off criticizing you for every move you make? Everything that you like? You know, Christians, we're supposed to have liberty. I don't, I don't have to dress just like you, Amen. look just like you, talk just like you, walk just like you, act just like you, like the same food that you like. Thank God. Amen. And I can go on and on and on and on. We have to give Jesus the weight here. Yes, That's amen. Right. That's right. What did he write in the sand? I don't know. That reminds me of my testimony. I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever had an original thought. Maybe not, maybe so, maybe later, I don't know. But one thing I know is love is better than life. That's right. That's right. What are you, what are you saying? I'm saying ain't nothing wrong with the new boys. Amen. I'm saying ain't nothing wrong with my own and broken heart. I'm saying there ain't nothing wrong with Petra. Why are you preaching this to me? You, you, you guys come down here from the north and you just think you've got a better plan and a better way. And I don't got nothing on you. You know what? We sing to Jesus. Crown Him with many crowns. You know what they're going to sing of us in the days to come? When you stand for the love of God, they're going to say, thrust them through with many spears. Lord Jesus. We're talking about a humble Galilean that never did anybody anything but good. Amen. That's right, that's right. And when His touch reached you, Amen. you were healed. That's right. You were set free. That's right. You knew on the inside of you that you were loved. 
that you were whole. What they do? They kill you. Dr. Martin Luther King on the streets of Selma, Alabama, and Birmingham. Amen. To free an entire race of people. Amen. What they do? They kill me. Amen. Why do you think you're going to be any different? And until you're willing to lay it all down on the line, not for a doctrine. Amen. Stop it. <laughs> but for a man. Yes. Hallelujah. For a movement. That's yes. right. For a revolution. Hallelujah. For love. Yes. Because that's what sent him to the tree. He, the, the Lord God Almighty in heaven right now, hates our sin. Amen. Yes. And He knows that we can't stop. Well, bless God, I can stop. But I don't go home with you. I don't know whether you're telling me the truth or not. Amen. That's why He had to send Jesus. If I could stop in my own strength and power, why did He send Jesus? Amen. Why couldn't I be sacrificed on the altar and just be done with it? Woo! Amen. All of us should not only be dead, but we should be eternally separated from God forever, burning in a fiery devil's hell. But what did Jesus do? This woman, who he loved, she is an adulteress. Amen. But he loves her. Some of you, I'm not going to say what you really are, that nobody in this church knows. Amen. That nobody in the whole world knows. But God in heaven knows. He loves you. Hallelujah. And it's His love and His goodness that's going to bring you to the foot of the cross. to bang your head in and bash you every time you walk by. Amen. That's not going to be... That is not evangelism. Amen. The kingdom of God is about forgiveness. And forgiveness is tied in Mark chapter 11 directly to mountain-moving faith. Yes. I'm going to turn there and read that to you. Am I all right, Pastor? Or, or should I have to hurry now? Mark 11. Let's go to those famous verses. Yes, amen. You guys know what they are, right? 11, 23, 24. Mark 11, 23, 24. Mark 11, 23, 24. We've got anybody here that's ever heard that verse before. Down in Kansas. Jesus answering them and said, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Do you all believe that? Yes. Do you really believe that? Okay. Did you hear Sister Doris about that nosy neighbor of mine? <laughs> now what are you doing right there? You're talking. Do you want your neighbor to be nosy? Why that so and so came to the altar last Sunday and man, they ain't nothing but a thief. I don't believe they got saved. You want your neighbor to be a thief? Well, why are you saying that? Have we lost our minds? Are we crazy? Like the world says about us? Do we run the aisles and roll on the floor and swing on the chandeliers and eat grass? <laughs> 
we say we believe in the power of our words. And we don't have anything about, we don't think twice about shame, was the thing that we say. That's right. We don't think twice about using this word as a bludgeon instead of love. Amen. What did he say in verse 24? He said, Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive That's right. if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your Trespass. Amen. I came tonight not to stir up trouble and give you nightmares and migraines, but I came by to tell you that if you want to have revival, you're going to have to let go of that thing that that relative did to you 20 years ago. Amen. That's right. You're going to have to let go of that thing that that man down the street did that you just delighted to talk about to all your Pentecostal friends. Amen. You're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to start talking what God said to speak to people and to speak right. about them and to speak right. over their lives. And that is love. Amen. That's right. That's right. Bring your pain and your hurt. Bring your drug addiction. Bring your alcoholism. Bring your adultery. I've got somebody that loves you. Amen. His name is Jesus. And that ought to make a Catholic shout. His name is Jesus. Oh, we want to have revival, Brother Chris. All right. I ruin your reputation in Topeka, Kansas. We want to have revival. We want the days of power. We want the days of John Lake and Dowling. We want to see that again. Let me ask you this. What has the church as a whole done with the results of what happened the first time? Amen. And why did we lose it to begin with? That's right. So I would presume, I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack. And I ain't pretty, but I'm here. But I would presume that if we're going to see a real move of God, not hype, Amen. not performance, Amen. not show, not TVN, a real move of God in our local churches, in, our, in the hearts of our people, if we're going to see that, you know what I think is going to have to happen? We don't have to make some changes. Amen. Yes, that's right. Because that's right. I Obviously, something has been wrong. Yes, it has. And I am persuaded to believe that one of the biggest things is the lack of love. Yes, it is. In the hearts of men and women of God. We say we love. I used to be the president, didn't I? I can tell you anything. How do I live my life? When it comes time to pass a law, I couldn't do anything to help you because I'm not president. Hello. Amen. And you can talk love and you can go to church and clap your hands and shout the house down. But when you walk out that front door, what you going to do? How are you going to treat people? Well, you dirty old sinner. Well, let me tell you something. You were a dirty old sinner. Yes. I'll tell you what the world needs. This is why I love young people. The world needs to know that there's somebody on their side. That's yeah. right. The world needs to know. I'm in your corner, man. That's right. Yeah. You've been beaten, you've been abused, you've been abandoned, you've been forsaken, you've been hurt. Amen. I'm in your corner. That's right. That's what 
heart's going to win the lost. Yes, it is. Coupled, coupled, coupled with the powerful preaching of the anointing of That's the Holy right. Spirit. Yeah. The message of God, the Holy Son, shedding His blood for your sin. There is no other hope. There is no other hope for any of them. I could stand here and I plan to preach for 70 years. Amen. I'm going to live to be 300 and still preaching. Amen. And that will not get me into heaven. Amen. I'm going to heaven. And I know that 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 I know. Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that doesn't make me want to sin and get by with it. I want to get so close to Him. I want to love Him more today. And when I'm living like that, I'm going to want to love you. Amen. Forgiveness is tied to mountain-moving faith. Having trouble? Have problems? Need to believe God? First thing you better do is check your heart. Yes, Pastor. Check your heart. I just jotted down a couple of quick thoughts along those lines. I'm not going to talk anymore about the scribes and the Pharisees. They considered themselves the keepers of the faith and defenders of the faith. We got a lot of talk going on about that today, and I do admit there is a minor need for it. Amen. And most who call themselves the defenders of the faith, very few of them have any mercy. Amen. And even though they talk about grace, they don't show grace. A real, a real man, a real woman of God who's going to defend the faith. The first, what is our faith about? Amen. Forgiveness of sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's Why right. Why don't you defend that? That's yeah. right. Why don't you quit worrying about if I'm preaching out of the New American Standard or the NIV or whatever? Why don't you quit worrying about all that and worry about defending someone who is a sinner who needs Jesus Christ? Amen. And another thing that I might as well say it. That really bothers me. Why don't you quit looking at all those little notes in your Bible as if it was Scripture? Amen. <laughs> that's some guy wrote that in there, and that's great. I, I love to study. I mean, I've got this is a Matthew Henry study Bible, King James Version. I brought it in my ESV in the other day and preached out of it on grace. I love the New American Standard. I like several versions. I like word for word translations. I don't care much for the the thought for thought, but. That's another story. But these notes here that Matthew and Henry have, I enjoy reading them, but they're not scriptural. And if my God tells me something that a man tells me different, you know, I need to be listening to the Lord. That's right. And I need right. to be obeying the word of the Lord. And we've got people running all over crazy wild all over today, quoting notes yes, as sir. if it was scriptural. You're telling the truth. Yeah. Quoting some man's opinion that he's got a right to it, and the woman's got a right to hers too. God knows they got to know. Amen. I didn't say that. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is, what does God say? Amen. That's right. And He said, "For God so hated to be Kansas, no, that He burned His Son, no." So that he could one day eventually just slap you all upside the head and burn you too. That's not what the Bible says. God so loved the world, and that includes Topeka, Kansas, if you didn't know. Amen. And he so loved you that he gave. He gave. That's an active choice on God's part. I love you. No, I know what you're doing. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I know what you're doing. I know what you did last night. I know what you did before you came. I know what you really look at on that computer screen. And I love you. So I'm giving my son so that you 
and be with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that blood and that message will cleanse the sin out of your life. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And you're always going to have those few that thinks they're doing something getting by. And there's not really much that I can do about that. But I refuse to compromise the good news. Yes. And I refuse to compromise gospel truth for a handful, and I know it's many, but in comparison to the whole, it's a handful. Yes, it is. Who think they're going to sin and get by. Because most people, even that are Christians that are actively involved in sin, they know they're wrong. At least they'll know. I've had, I don't know, thousands to tell me, I can't live it. I quit going to church, but I can't live it. They know they're wrong. I don't need to tell the whole community. That's right. And here's another thing that we often don't understand. A person's condition today doesn't speak to next month. Amen. Now, we're very fond of saying, and it is true, you never know how much time you have. You better come and you better come quickly. That's true. But here's another truth. A man might be one thing today, and God might know that down the road, somewhere, I'm going to, He is going to come. That's he right. is going to accept yeah. me. That's right. I am going to change Amen. Him. That's right. But you know what so often happens? We get in the way. Yes. Because we want to see it, and, and, and it's a good motive sometimes, you know, we want to see this happen right now. But sometimes God just wants us to look. Yes. Yes. Let's move right on. This is going real well. <laughs> so they continued asking him, and he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone. What did Jesus, you know, and somebody can answer if you want to, what did Jesus write in the dirt? Bible doesn't tell us, but maybe Jesus drew a line pointing at a scribe and right beside it wrote adulterer. Amen. Maybe Jesus drew a line and pointed it at a Pharisee and right beside it wrote drunkard. I mean, we're dealing with somebody who knows the hearts of all men. And they're standing there demanding damnation for this poor child, this poor daughter of Abraham, trapped by Satan's lie. Amen. And I'm going to say it again, because I am Pentecostal. I believe in right living. I'm not making excuses for this woman. But folks, it is what it is. Amen. She's believed the lie. She's trapped in sin. And my motive is let's get her out of sin. So yes. how am I going to approach it? That's Amen. right. Now, if I want to make myself look good and holy and filled with the knowledge of the Scripture, I might bet. Yes. If I want to make my candle burn brighter by dealing yours, I need to get out of the ministry. Amen. Amen. Right. And we got preachers playing those games all over the world today. Have you ever seen a crowd of people light a candle off the first one? That's what we're supposed to be. Yes. One wick, feeling the other. That's right. Finally, you got a light shining so bright, That's baby. That's right. That there's no right. in hell can squelch that light. Yes. Amen. Amen. But when we feed off one another's pain and misery, revive without a question. Yes, it is. You can run around the building and you can scream and holler when the preacher's preaching. And you can shine die to tie my bow tie. But you ain't having a revival. Because the maker of the universe is looking at your heart. And you know right. what's in there. Reading 
Okay. I know. I know right now, because we're gonna post we're gonna post clips of this message all over. And I know that there's many Pharisees out there that you're gonna take a pot shot at me. You're gonna call me things. You're gonna write my mama and tell her bad stuff about me. <laughs> but I want to tell you something right now, you better aim low. Because I'm going to be stooping down and writing in the sand. That's right. And the Bible right. doesn't tell us what Jesus was writing, but here's what I think it might have been. Before Abraham was, I am. That's Amen. right. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to a cross. That's right. Forever. That's right. You liar. You hypocrite. You adulterer. You fornicator. I think that might have been it. And in the process of doing that, he rewrote her. That's future. right. That's right. And here's what I believe God wants for family of God church. And cross chapel. First Baptist. First Methodist. How did they know which one was the first Baptist church? Anyway, I never figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> I will we'll prove that. <laughs> second Baptist. You don't know. People make stuff up, don't they, brother? <laughs> God wants to raise up people who can rewrite the future of people's lives. That's right. Amen. With the love and the mercy yes. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you will never rewrite the future with stones in your hands. You see, the one thing that Jesus didn't have and what enabled him to get down and stoop down and get dirty and write in the sand, he had he was the word. He didn't have the word, he was the word. Yes, he was. Right. But he did not have stones. In his hands. That's right. That's yeah. right. You can't set people free with stones in your hands. Amen. I do not want to be guilty of misrepresenting Jesus Christ to this generation. That's right. I cannot only preach his anger against sin, and it certainly is true. <laughs> Without also letting you know yes. that if you will repent of your sin. Yes, amen. Now notice what I said. If you will repent of your sin. Well, I don't have any sin. I'm saved. I talk in tongues and I'm here right now, aren't I? First, we better have the altar call right now, okay? <laughs> if you will repent of your sin, he is faithful That's and right. just. That's right. Because blood has been applied. Yes, amen. I don't care if your pastor forgives you or not. I don't care if the Pope has absolved you or not. He has the right yes. to forgive you. Yes. And it, what it takes is a turning from sin on your part. Stop listening to your gossiping neighbors that want to run you down and hold you back from what Jesus Christ has for your life. Maybe we're not. I'm going back to Michigan tomorrow. First thing in the morning. So I've only got you just a little bit longer. God bless you. I'm only here just a little while. And I dropped by to tell you they all might be against you. Amen, brother. The whole city might be against you. Your family might be against Amen. you. That every church in town might turn out like these knuckleheads with these signs that I keep seeing everywhere. But you stand for the right thing. Amen. And when I come back and visit my dear brother that I met, and my dear friend, and when I come back to visit, I want to see a church that's shining brightly with the love of Jesus Christ to the lost and the hurting world. And I don't know 
my job. I quit. I resigned. I am not a judge. Amen. I am a servant. Amen. I am a servant. Yes, amen. I watch the television. And every so often, there's one of these guys that's murdered innocent people. And the state, whatever state he's in, has decided to put him to death. And I watch as Christians stand outside the penitentiary and celebrate. Amen. Well, You're nuts. Amen. That's right. Oh, you don't believe it? I didn't say I didn't believe in capital punishment. There's nothing to celebrate, partner. It's a sad, sad, sad thing. Not only for the poor victim, but also that perpetrator is created in the image of God. And he has a mama and a daddy. Amen. I watched as Joe Paterno the legendary coach of Penn State who didn't even do anything wrong. Amen. He died of lung cancer. And I was on the, on the internet on Facebook. What a death. And I listened to Christians. I hope he burns in hell. And they justified it by sticks, throwing in there those poor little children. Now, don't misunderstand me, please. Nobody should ever hurt a child. Neither should we celebrate the death of any human being. Amen. Amen. I don't know if Joe Paterno was saved. I'm not going to preach him into heaven or preach him into hell because I don't know. But if he went to hell, that is a sad day. That's right. Because that means that you and I lost another one. That's right. That's right. And maybe did we lose him because of that behavior? Did anybody think to send him an email asking him had he ever given his heart to Christ? And you know it wasn't even him that committed the crime. It was another coach under his direction. Listen, if I'm a football coach and not a babysitter, I'm only going to make one phone call to the law. I'm not here to defend him, but I am telling you Christians are wrong for the outlook that they have in our society today. Amen. You are no, those Christians that were doing that are no better than these sign carriers. That's right. Yes, yes. We've got to love twice as hard. That's right. We've got to run twice as fast. That's right. We've got to prove. You say, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. Let me tell you. You sometimes have to prove to your kid that you mean business, don't you? If you had a kid that's dying of a, of a drug addiction, are, are you going to feel like you might need to prove your love to him? Are you going to sit up with him when he's in the withdrawals and the shakes and regurgitating all over you? We've got we've to run twice as fast with this message today because of all the idiots that are in the world preaching another Jesus, another gospel, Amen. and another message. Jesus rewrote her, her future that day. Whatever He said, it changed her life. You can be a life changer today too. Now I'm going to move along. I've got one more point and then I'm going to stop. But here's my prayer, folks. Jesus, Jesus, take the stones from my hands. Do I have anybody in here that will join me in that prayer? Yes. Jesus, take the stones from my hands. These inner judgments that I make about others. Help me to stoop down and write in the sand and get my hands dirty and write somebody a new future Hallelujah. with the mercy and the love of God. Even though we live in a time when if we identify with certain people today, there are a group that, you know, 
Let me just read this the way I wrote this down earlier. Jesus, take the stones from my hands. These inner judgments that I form of others. Help me stoop down and write in the sand a new future of mercy. And help me to identify with a whole generation that the entire religious scene is willing to write off in their ignorance. Help me to get my hands dirty loving people and maintain a clean heart by refusing to cast a stone. And as I close this message tonight, I'm sorry I've kept you too long. I really am. Please turn with me, though, to Mark chapter 5. You've got to see this before we go. Because there's another guy with stones in his hand. Not only the scribes and the Pharisees, but here's another thing. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. And they came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. Amen. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. Not only are you going to have to throw down your stones that you're willing to throw at others, but you're going to have to stop using them on yourself. That's right, that's right. You're going to have to stop hating yourself for that sin that has plagued your life. You're going to have to stop hating yourself for the mistakes that you've made. You're going to have to understand that there is forgiveness total and complete in Jesus Christ. And when we get to that place as a church, we're ready for revival. That's right. When we're not throwing stones at others and we're not cutting ourselves over our past failures. And now we can say, God, I stand before you bathed in blood. And I am free. Yes. The blood has made me free. I'm free to dance. Yes. I love what Pastor said. I didn't quit dancing, I just changed partners. Yes. I am free to dance. I'm free to shout. Yes. I'm free to sing. I'm free to come over to you. You, the one that nobody will talk to. You, that everybody in the whole town shuns you and avoids you. I am free to come and put my arm around you. I'm free to come and give you a position in my church. If that's your call. And I don't care what the mayor says. I don't care what the city fathers say. Drop your stones. Once and for all, for goodness sake, Church of the Lord Jesus Christ in Topeka, Kansas, drop your stone. Drop every grudge against the neighbor. Drop every bitterness over what happened to you 30 years ago or yesterday. Drop those stones. Quit hating yourself. Quit despising yourself. Quit being hard on yourself because so what you were a drunk for 40 years and then you came to Christ. You've got all of eternity to rejoice before. That's right. That's right. And let God move in your midst. Yes, amen. I am sorry I kept you so long. It's all right. And I am done. But I do want to open this altar right now. If there's anybody here wounded, broken, maybe you've been hurt by religion. Maybe you've almost given up on God. Maybe you're bound. Maybe you're diseased. Maybe you're afflicted. Maybe you're addicted. I want to pray for you. And I want to have a word of prayer before I leave this town. 
if anybody wants my prayer. Now, I'm not going to labor here long, but I'm going to open up this altar. The pastor has told me, in case you're wondering, pastor has told me to take my liberty in the middle. And so I'm opening it up right now for prayer, for a move of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I need to be free. I need to be free in my heart. I need to be free on the inside. I need the blood to change my life. Father, I need a move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can you turn this mic off, please? Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus. Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus to wash the shepherds on the top of his soul and his feet. It penetrates the depth of his heart, dear God, and set him in the power of the Holy Spirit, free to love himself, free to love others, yes, Lord. and go forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray for my sister right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you will touch her, that you will move I'm going to shut it off right there and not air <clears throat> all of this altar call because uh, if you want to see the entire altar call, you can go on our YouTube channel and um, we have that posted there. Also, you can go to our website, www.x2618.com and we have that posted there. It's called Excerpts from You Can't Represent Christ with Stones in Your Hand Part 2. And this was preached in Topeka, Kansas. Let's go into a little bit more of it. It's a great thing, ladies and gentlemen, when the saints of God gather around an altar of repentance and an altar of deliverance and an altar of prayer. And that's what we experienced that night in Topeka, Kansas. I'm looking forward to going back to Kansas this year. We'll be in Carbondale to preach another Holy Ghost gospel service. Actually, I'll be preaching three nights in Carbondale, Kansas. The Lord, it breaks my heart when I see the people that are hurting so badly and needing a touch of the gospel of deliverance of Jesus Christ. And we have to go forward with His power on our lips. Now what I want to do here in just a moment, uh, that message, you can't represent Christ with stones in your hands, I preached several times, I don't know, six, eight, ten times last year, 2012. And I want to take you into an excerpt clip uh, from a time when I preached it in South Boardman, Michigan. So it's only about an 11-12 minute clip. Uh, we'll have the Topeka, Kansas message uh, excerpts. I couldn't put the whole message on because it would take too much time, but I gave you a big excerpt here from Topeka. And now we're going to go into the excerpt from South Boardman, Michigan. Just a highlight clip, and I pray it will bless you. And I pray that this message will be embedded in your spirit, in your inner man, as you walk with Jesus Christ. So in just a moment, we're going to go into that clip. Mark chapter 11, I'm not going to go there, but you know the, the faith principle in Mark 11, forgiveness is tied directly to mountain-moving faith. Right. That's right. The Lord Jesus taught His disciples that I will give you faith to believe for the provision you need to get you through the last days, and that's where we're at. That's right. In yes. case anybody didn't tell you, we're in the last days. Amen. I'm going to give you the faith for the provision that you need Hallelujah. if you are a forgiving person. That's Come right. On, if you right. are a person who can let go of the hurts yes. and the wrongs right. and the bitterness and the anger towards others who have hurt you, and if you can welcome them into the kingdom of God Hallelujah. without making them jump through your hoops, yes. without making them yeah. conform 
conform to your image. The people of this planet are not to conform to my image. That's right. They are to be That's conformed right. to the image yes. of Jesus Christ by the power of God. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. I have to give them room to grow yes. and room to learn the things it's taken yes. me 32 years to learn. That's Come on. right. Come on. That's right. Come on. That's good preaching. So yeah. we have to stop being Pharisees. Yes. 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 And yes. looking at other people as if we've got something that they don't have. Listen, if if it wasn't for the cross of Jesus Christ, you'd be burning in the same right. hell right. that every sinner who, yeah. without, who dies without Christ. Come on, That's right. That's it's only it. by the grace of God that you are where That's you right. are. Yes. Right. You yes. have no business looking yes. your nose down at a woman taken in the act of adultery. That's right. Yes, yes. Good preaching. Mm. That's definitely Oftentimes, the mountain that needs to be removed in our life is an area of unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah that's right. Good. Often, that is the Preach mountain that faith needs to remove. Yeah. Preach to us. The Lord is willing to give us faith for everything we need if we'll forgive others when they make a mistake. That's right. I want to say a word about defending the faith because that's a part of our ministry. Mm. We must defend the faith. Yes. We must speak out against false doctrine, but there's three things I want you to realize when you do it. Number one, never engage in personal attacks. Amen. Amen. Number two, always rebuke in a redemptive manner. Yes, that's, mm -hmm. right. that's right. Never punitive. That's true. And number three, don't go beyond the word. Yes. That's you right. need a supernatural power to touch you to take Amen. that away. Right. You need something supernatural, something that's tangible that's right. and real that will come into your life and change real. you and make you stop that's gossiping. Right. You, you know, the more you say to yourself, I'm going to quit gossiping, the more gossip's going to come out of your mouth. That's right. That's right. You need something so beyond yourself. And the only way to get that is to believe that He did it at the cross. He paid the price for that sin and you're in Him. Yes. Yeah. If you are saved, you are in Hallelujah. Him. And the devil's been defeated. You know, it's, it's, it's so wrong for me to get on the little things and just hold them and put them dear to myself. I'm just passing through this place. This is not my home. I come from a kingdom that is far away. And in that kingdom, there is no satanic pressure. Amen. In that kingdom, people do love one another. Amen. You realize that the Christian you're hating on in, inside yourself secretly that nobody knows about, you're going to have to spend eternity with them? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Come on. You know? So there is no reason. And these are the things that are stopping revival in the church. Come on. Every church that we go into says, we want to have revival. Yeah. Well, but they don't want it to be outside of the context of what they're already doing. That's they're not right. willing to change. Change. Yeah, that's right. change. That's right. Yeah, you got to change. And they're not willing to embrace right. people like this poor woman. True. I'll tell you what I want to be as a preacher. I want to dig in and get my hands dirty. Come on. I'm not content to just sit and defend this book. I want to dig in and get my... I want to identify with people who the whole religious scene is willing to write off in their ignorance. I want to, you know, I want to come above the position of judge. Come on. And become a servant. Yes. Amen. I want a new job description. Yes. Come on. And that is one of a servant. Yes. You can stand on the sidelines with your stones if you want to, but I will not stand with you. Amen. 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 I know some of the Pharisees, especially the ones that see some of this that we might air later on, you know, you're going to be taking some pot shots at me. Because you want me to be a Pharisee like you. And I want you, I want you to know misery loves company. That's right. And people that are judge that judge others want you to judge with them. Sure. And that's why they always want to tell you what they know, see? They always want to share the story with you because they want you to take their position. You can take your pot shots at me, but let me tell you something right now. Aim high because I'm going to be writing in the sand. Amen. Come on. Come on. Right. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Jesus literally rewrote this woman's future that day. Yes, he did. Hallelujah. Yes. She was changed from adulteress to child of God. Come on. Yes. 
because he took the time to stoop down, to bend down the Lamb of God, royalty, and right in the sand. And that set her free from those people's gazing, sarcastic, gossiping judgmentalism. He rewrote her future. You know, you can't rewrite the future with stones in your hands. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. If you're standing on the side that would stone the woman, you cannot rewrite the future. Yeah. You will be nothing. You will be a bigger loser than the people you're accusing of being losers with stones in your hands. You have to let those stones go and you have to embrace who the Father embraces. Yes. Yes. We should offer grace, restoration, and love to everyone. Yes. You can read Galatians 6, 1, 1 and 2. You can read 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 20. Both teach us that we have a ministry of reconciliation. That's right. Whoever told you your ministry was to judge what other people do. The Scripture says you have a ministry of reconciliation. Yes. yes. And that means you are to say, you are reconciled to God That's right. through the blood of Jesus. Right. You are reconciled through the blood of Jesus. That's right. Notice, we don't drop one standard. It's the blood of Jesus. That's right. You have to come that way to be saved. Right. The Bible is the Word of God. You, you need to believe it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And when you get on somebody about that, you say, hey, no, look, you need to believe the Word. You're not being nasty to them. But you know, you know what nasty is, now don't you? If you really want to be mean, you know how to do that. So we don't want to take this to the extreme from one ditch to the other. That's right. This is about people. Yeah. You know that, that person that you just scathed? Have you ever looked behind their eyes? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about when I say look behind somebody's eyes? To see that that person, the feelings, this the story that maybe they have to tell. You know, God looks behind our eyes. He, he knows I snapped at my wife once Tuesday night or whenever it was. But he he knows my story. And he's tender and he's kind yes. and he's merciful Hallelujah. and he's compassionate. And he brings understanding between us. Yeah. It's about people. Amen. Yeah. It's not about bishop. Right. Throw the boy. Here's another guy that had stones in his hands. Mark 5. They came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs. A man with an unclean spirit. He lived along the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart. He broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was crying out and bruising himself and cutting himself to stone. The other people had stones in their hand to use at others. And this guy had stones in his hands that he was using against himself. And see, you're going to have to drop those rocks. That's right. You're going to have to stop hating yourself Hallelujah. for the mistakes that you've made in your life. Come on. Stop hating yourself for the addictions, for the slander, for the lies, for the gossip. Drop the stone. Jesus, Hallelujah. take these stones from my hands yes. right. and give me the wherewithal and the clarity to see you yes. and to hear you Come on. Right. and Come on. let you touch my life yes. and make me the Christian you want me to be. Amen. You've got to stop despising yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Hallelujah. So I don't do that. Let's listen. Yeah, you want to talk about that? The Holy Spirit knows we do do that. If, and especially people who really love God and they make a mistake. Oh boy. Come on. Yeah. Let me tell you something. God never throws away anything 
that he starts. That's right. Come on. He never Hallelujah. stops. Praise his name. Hallelujah. I don't care how low you think you've gone. I don't care how bad you feel. But here's what you got to do. Stop throwing stones at other people mm -hmm. and stop using them on yourself. That's true. Father, Come on. Lord Jesus. Come on. Yes. And if I can't get you to see any, anything more than that out of this little time. So praise the Lord. Thank you so very much for taking your time to listen to the excerpts from these two different locations where we preached this message last year. As I said, I probably preached it eight, ten times, but this was uh, the, the long segment was from Topeka, Kansas. The short clip at the end was from South Boardman, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening. And I believe in my heart, with all my heart, that there are healings taking place in people's hearts and emotions right now as a result of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so I pray that you'll take to heart what you've heard here today. Take it to heart. Let God change you and conform you into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus is love. And Jesus is forgiveness. And Jesus is restoration. And I pray it's been a blessing to you. And until the next time that you and I can come together and gather around the Word of God once again, this is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, Go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you now is my extreme prayer for your life.